Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns and No Breaks with the Fantastic Two, and that is myself and my man across from me, none other than Front Row Kenny. What do you say, Kenny? Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's up from the East Coast? What's going on, what's going on out there, California? (laughs) That's right, East Coast to the West Coast and to everybody in between. Man, what a race that we had yesterday, Kenny, but before we do that... I want to know how your weekend was, brother. What'd you do? Anything special? Man, so I was chilling this weekend. I didn't get to do too much, man. So I was relaxing. I didn't do much again. Like, I felt pretty good about it. It was it was crazy. So by time by time you guys hear this episode, I feel like I briefly mentioned it on the last episode. But if you guys don't know, and it'll also be out at some point in the social atmosphere, I took a job with WFAE 90.7, which is Charlotte's NPR mm-hmm. NPR affiliate station, and uh, I am their new newscaster, so I will be on air, which I'm really happy about, and I've been there for about... Fantastic, brother! Yeah, I appreciate it. It's been about about two and a half weeks or so, and I know that's like, you're probably like, well, surprised you didn't say nothing right away, mainly because it's been so, I've been so busy trying to get acclimated and get up to speed and everything, so that's been like really my main focus, of course, I'm going to tell all the rest of my good people at some point in time. Hopefully, I think I'm going to do that tomorrow since this podcast will more than likely be out on a, on a Tuesday, so I'll let all that out at the same time, but yeah, man, it's it's real. it's been real cool, I've really enjoyed it, so obviously, if you guys are like well, so what does this mean for the podcast, don't worry about that, look, we're still good through the full season, I'm all good to go, we can still do this and it's crazy because we only have 13 more episodes left in the season anyway because the playoffs are just three races away. And by the time we get to the playoffs, man, it'll be Darlington. And next thing you know, guess what? It'll be Phoenix and just a couple weeks away from Thanksgiving, which I know for a fact. I love me some Thanksgiving. Love me some good food now. <laughs> man, dude, I, I'm going to jump on that same wagon because the, there ain't nothing like a good Thanksgiving dinner. And I, and, and for the most part, I, I think it's 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 – I mean, unless you, for whatever reason, get in a situation where you're going to have to go out to eat, there's usually always a, a, a someone, somebody got a nice Thanksgiving dinner going oh, on yeah, somewhere. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know it, man. Listen, one of the best things I've ever had for Thanksgiving, I know some people are like, oh, no, I can't eat no turkey because it's dry. Listen, if your mama can't cook or your auntie can't cook or your grandma can't cook, I'm sorry, I hate to break that to you if you've never had actual moist, and I know some people hate that word. Yeah, I turkey. was gonna say, I was about to say, <laughs> like, man, listen, you can have some real good you... turkey. Like, I've had <laughs> like Jamaican jerk turkey. My God, one of the best things ever. My goodness, wow, Woo. wow, talk about some flavor. I don't think man. I've ever had that. Oh brother. my, God. I don't think I've ever had that. Man, listen, it is a it is a spiritual experience. I'm telling you, it is ah, it is that my good. Goodness, <laughs> man. <laughs> Wow, I, I'm gonna have to definitely try some of that then at some point. Man, uh, listen, well, you got to, dude. Let me, let me tell you, my my weekend was once again just just a nice chill weekend. I I stayed in Porterville, and uh, which is a little small town I'm staying in now. So I didn't drive all the way back to L.A. So I I, I chilled out and and you know saved myself some money, even though I went on Amazon and and started buying stuff. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> but at least I didn't spend the kind of money, you know, I would have spent had I gone into Los Angeles to see my friends and my girlfriend and stuff, you know, because then I just get like a daisy with the wallet and, you know, the card comes out and I just start paying for everything. But the one good thing that I will tell you, Kenny, is I was able to stay in town during the weekend and especially on Sunday, I was able to watch a little bit of the race. I watched the, the, the actually the beginning and, and some of the mid portions of the race. I had to run out and, and do some things. But what I ended up doing, Kenny, was once again, I was able to listen to the rest of the, the, the race over on Sirius XM Radio, the NASCAR station. And let me tell you, I, as far as I am concerned, Kenny, and uh, I want to get your thoughts here in a minute, but I... I thoroughly enjoyed that race. Like, I, I know we were talking, you know, before we started the podcast. And at one point, I, you know, I, I think, you know, I had to I had to look it up real quick. And I was like, are we at Michigan? Because Michigan ain't, it, it, Michigan's not really this this good. Man, look, <laughs> it's usually not like on my list of like, oh, yeah, I got to make sure I turn on the TV. Now, this, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, this year was different. And, you know, to which you said, another one of my friends, Rohan, he was talking about it, about listening <laughs> to the race on the radio, actually, since you said that. He said that was the first time he had done that. And he was like, it is a glaring difference and i'm like yeah it's a it's a whole lot different when you've got someone talking at a you know at a different octave depending on what's happening and you know painting the picture for you plus again again this is shameless because not even just because i work there but i'm so serious if you ever have the time to set up the race on tv you can turn it off if you like i mean turn off the sound right have your, you know, yeah. have it on your computer or phone, whatever you want, your, you know, Amazon, Google speaker, whatever you have these days and play the race audio with MRN radio or PRN radio and let it, you know, let it do, do its talking and watch the race at the same time. You'll have a completely different view of it. And you'll be like, man, this is how it's being called. And the thing is like with radio, all you have is literally like you have your voice. So there's not really much else someone can do besides let me explain to you what's happening. Let me be detailed. Let me tell you that the that the red, white, and yellow Toyota Camry of Bubba Wallace is leading by X, Y, yeah. and Z. Like you got to right. do those type of things. Yeah, it's it's a different experience, well, but man, the race was those damn guys good. really those guys really bring it to life, Kenny. Man, yeah. they really do. I mean, it's just a different energy, a different vibe, and a different feel of the race. And I mean, it makes you want to be there. It makes you want to go run somewhere and 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 turn on the TV or go to a bar and have yeah. somebody put it on. It just, but at the same time, it's, there's something magical about it when, you know, the, the, you know, the voices can really bring it to life and you're, you're, you're almost in a better place just mm -hmm. listening to it than actually watching it because then you get the feel like you're right there in the pits and you're watching this whole I'm, thing. I'm telling down. you, man, it's it's crazy yeah, how man. they do it. Like, I mean, they are absolute pros at it. Alex Hayden, Mike Bagley, Jeff Striegel, which that was a home race for him. He's in the booth, you know. Yeah. Kim Coon, all those folks that are Steve Post and many others who are also voices on MRN. Like, you know, I'm just naming a few, but – they're all super talented, and I think it takes a, yeah. a great level of talent to do what they do. I've watched them do their job, and it's it's incredible. Like I really do wish there was like more of a behind the scenes on them because people would have an ultimate level of respect for them if they understood the preparation and how they do these things. But yeah, man, oh, it's, absolutely, um, it's amazing how they do it each and every weekend. Like, but yeah, it was a yeah, it was a damn good race, and you, I can't you know, imagine what it while is. we're 
Yeah, you know, not, didn't mean to cut you off, Kenny. But while we're on this subject, I, I was I was looking at some uh, some highlights on on YouTube, just going back, looking at it today, and uh, and and you know, listening to Dale Jr. call the race uh, is is. Is is almost just exciting. Like, oh I yeah. Mean, if you, oh yeah. If, if you weren't look, if you weren't looking at the race and you were just kind of like just looking away and hearing the highlights, almost like you were listening to it on the radio. He's just as colorful and he's just as energized as as anybody else. And I think he does a good job. I I, I don't. I think I saw somebody. I, I don't. I think it was a tweet, but I can't remember. But somebody hit was alluding to the fact that maybe he gets too emotional sometimes. But but you know, <laughs> and 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 maybe so. And I don't even know what that means. But you know, when when you have a driver like Dale Jr. who just loves the sport that much, and who maybe has a a, a small burning fire still in his body, you know, missing getting in the car and that adrenaline rush of racing and going and 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 just drive and just racing a whole day of you know against these other drivers you know you kind of miss that and i think that passion just comes out in his voice and i personally don't see anything wrong with it i actually really love it myself but 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 you know you know d- different folks for different you know different strokes for different folks and you know every, every, every everybody's you can't can't please everybody you know my mom told me that you know hey, you, you find yourself True. <laughs> yeah, if you find yourself trying to please everybody, you're wasting your time, you know. Yeah, I mean, you can't please everybody, and I think I do appreciate his energy on the NBC broadcast. Personally, I've always yeah, absolutely, I've always enjoyed NBC and T. Well, then TNT. I'm dating myself a little bit, but I've enjoyed. I always <laughs> enjoy the summer transition into the very end of the season. I've always preferred NBC coverage over Fox. This is a preference always for me. And mainly because I grew up on Alan Bestwick and Wally Dallenbach and God rest his soul, Benny Parsons. Like, you know, that group was what I grew up on. And I really enjoyed the insightfulness and the cadence of how they they call races. And it was really fun, which I feel, Mm -hmm. I kind of feel the same about NBC, like in the current present day with Junior, Steve Letart, Rick Allen, and Jeff Burton. It's cool. Like, I really do I really do appreciate it. And, you know, like someone had said once once upon a time, like having Dale Jr. call the races and him doing the play-by-play, which has been very interesting, is like, you know, you're sitting at the bar with one of your homies and you're watching the race. But I think also he's been very conscious about getting better, which is really dope to see because a lot of people who are like of his stature, I mean, if you really think about it, Dale Jr. could probably say two words in that booth if he wanted to and not say a thing else during that race and still get a check. Like it wouldn't matter, but – He's really absolutely, but, yeah. but he's really passionate about it and really cares about it. And as ironic as you mentioned the radio these past for these past couple of episodes, he actually really enjoys the radio style of broadcast. Like he's grown up, obviously listening to MRN, and he talks about it all the time. And you know, he's even had a podcast there with them. But also with that, you know, when they did the radio style broadcast for TV, which I kind of wish they would bring back for this year, I don't think they are at this point, but. You know, he even commented and said, you know, there's a lot more difficulty in doing it this way. It's just a very different beast compared to TV. And, you know, I don't care if I get flack for it, but I always have felt like TV is difficult in its own right. But I feel like radio has always been more difficult because of what you have to do with just your voice alone. There is nothing else you can do right. but use your voice. So it's, it's difficult. Like, it, it is not the easiest thing in the world to just snap off and you know exactly what you're going to say and to be quite frank sometimes you don't know what you're going to end up saying sometimes you'll say some something that's going to be historically great for years and years and nine times out of ten you can be like man i don't even remember why i said that 
<laughs> yeah, man. You know, I, 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 it's just weird on, on how things just kind of unfold sometimes. Hey, so why don't we do this, Kenny? Why don't you go ahead and just run us down the top 10 here real quick? And we'll knock that out of the way. Yeah, it was a very good Michigan race. Again, like I said, one of the best races in Michigan I have seen in a long time. And like I said last week, Auto Club was the thought process and what we might get. And I think we got pretty close to that. And the Auto Club race earlier this season was really, really good. It's gonna I'm gonna hate to see the the big oval go to a short track in this in this situation. But you know, we'll talk about that for another day. But Obviously, Kevin Harvick has won. That is his sixth win at Michigan. For some reason, Kevin Harvick and Michigan go together like peanut butter and jelly quite clearly, and he has won there yeah, several man. times. I believe the year they did a doubleheader, I believe he won both races that day, if I'm not mistaken, which is insane. Yeah, you know, he's been very good there. Obviously, it has been a very, very long season for Kevin Harvick. If it was just regular points, he'd be having a pretty solid season. He would be sitting ninth in points. If it was just based off of that and not the playoffs, which I'll also talk about later because I have a slight vendetta with the playoffs for a lot of reasons. And you'll see why. But yeah, but either way, that broke a 65 winless streak for Kevin Harvick. And that's quite a bit of time for someone like that. You wouldn't think it was going to take that I long. Was say. But last time he won was at the Bristol Night Race in 2020. And and yeah, it's been a long time coming, a long, you know, a hard season for him, and he's been, you know, trying his best. I mean, he's been very consistent, nevertheless. You know, six top fives and twelve top tens so far this season. A pretty, a very, very consistent season, in my opinion. Not even pretty. It was a very consistent season that he's had, and it would have been a sh- had he missed the playoffs. And he's even talked about how you know it's going to be some teams that are going to miss it this year, probably, given the fact we've got three races to go. There is legitimately one spot as of right now that is up for grabs, and. Yeah. You know, we are at the 15 mark, so that means we have a very high possibility between Richmond, Watkins Glen, and Daytona to either have more than or actually have 16 for the first time. So it'll be it'll be <laughs> interesting and crazy at the same time. Either way, like I said, big win for him. Second place, even a big day for second place. Bubba Wallace came home in second, and, you know, he wore it on his shoulders. And, I mean, he sure did, it man. was... It was quite a weekend for 23XI. I mean, off the truck, that car was fast. I mean, watching that qualifying lap, it was very quick. And I'm like, that's a really good car. It has to be just based on what, you know, based on what I was seeing. Yeah. And then when it start, when they started the race and it wasn't anything like, oh, yeah, they just trimmed out for qualifying. The car was quick and qualifying. Bubba checked out for a while. Like he checked out and he was rolling on his own for quite some time and you know, I thought, I'm like, okay, yeah, if that car can pull off for four or five seconds, that's a pretty fast race car, so he had a, yep. he had a very, very solid piece, and you know, Renee, I know you saw the interview with Bubba and everything, and I know he's super hard on himself, but just take just take this into account, for the last four weeks, they finished in the, they finished in the top 10, they've had a very, very solid four weeks in, you know, I think they should be very happy going into the remainder of the season, but you know, Renee, what do you think about the interview? Yeah, so Kenny, I was watching that interview and I was thinking kind of the, the same the same way that and, and and maybe I should say it this way. I was looking at it from a an entertainer's kind of point of view. We are all and and although he's not he's not an entertainer, he's more of an athlete, but you're still entertaining at some point because people come to the stands to watch you drive or watch these drivers drive. But no, nobody is is more harder on themselves than we are. I mean, I can go up and do a set, and I mean, 
I can get a standing ovation. But you know what? I'm going to find something about that set that's going to go, man, you know what? I, under I understand that they liked it and they gave me a standing ovation. But, you know, there was this one this, this one bit I did and it didn't come over the way I wanted it to. So, you, you, I mean, we're our own worst critics. And I think this is kind of, you know, just Bubba being his own worst critic. But he did. But if you listen, if you go back and listen, he did say that. He's like, you know what? I need to get better at, at not doing that, which he does. You know, and I know that that he does this quite a bit where he wears all the blame and all the weight on his shoulders. And, and, and I kind of like that, though, in him in the sense of like, you know, he wants to take, you know, the, the, the self-blame for not winning or something going wrong. You know what I mean? He doesn't want to blame it on anybody else. He's willing to t to take that role to 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 be the one to blame. You know what I mean? Hey, don't 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 look at them. You know, I'm the one that's driving. You know, everything kind of like a quarterback, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know, the quarterback's not going to tell you, well, you know what? If the defense would have made that play, no. You know, a good quarterback going to come out and his interview is going to go. Look, it starts here with me. You know, I'm the leader of this team. You know, I need to set an example, and I think that's what Bubba's doing. But he's he's taking it up a notch. And that's where it, it's preventing him from actually seeing the good in what's and 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 what that team is really doing. I think Dale Jr. or one of the guys up in the booth said it afterwards. But you know he needs to take some of that criticism and 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 not look at it in such a negative way, but use it as a positive. Mm -hmm. And you know it's it's everybody fighting them. It's everybody fighting for themselves, really. You know, I mean, he's trying to get ahead of of whoever, and whoever is trying to get ahead of him. And that is the way that racing is. And all he needs to do. Kenny is is keep keep this attitude but just bring down the negativity mm -hmm. down a notch because then I think it'll allow him to see the 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 positive things that his team is actually doing because you're right Kenny man they had a fast car and I mean you know I mean Kevin Harvick has just happened to be Kevin Harvick out of all days because <laughs> if if Kevin Harvick I Kenny mark my words if Kevin Harvick had a Kevin Harvick day like he had been all this all this year, I guarantee you Bubba might have might have won that race. Yeah, man, they don't call Harvick the closer for no reason. And I mean, obviously, he closed <laughs> that race out with a bang. And the thing is, like, you know, Bubba had talked about that restart where it was between him, Logano, and Blaney. And, he, you know, with all that happening, well, Harvick too, I believe. I think it wasn't Blaney. Blaney got in the mix later. But either way, you know, had that restart gone a little bit different, I think uh, they would have been in a different position because once he got past them, that was the fastest car on the track. Like, that car was lapping at times faster than Harvick was. But the thing is, like, obviously with traffic and you spending way too many laps doing so, Harvick's got clean air, and so he's doing his own, and so he's doing his own thing, making his paces through lap traffic when need be. But, you know, when it's a lot easier... Uh, for you when you are the leader of course but when you're in second place and you're trying to hunt somebody down you need more of that you need much of that just as much as the leader does so you know and those, yeah. he he could have closed in on him had it been you know that race was another 30 or 40 laps then it went green he 100 i felt like would have caught him that car was incredibly fast and just like you said renee look they have had a really solid going ever since the infamous i guess i could say right you know, Bubba called, yeah. called the team out, right? And he made it very clear. And people took that from, like, an angle, which I feel like anybody who isn't an athlete or ever has been an athlete and or around them have no idea how it is sometimes. And, you know, 
I'm a par. I'm a, I, I, I totally agree I, on that. I'm a yep. paraphrase and just say it like this. But listen, sometimes when happens in the heat of the moment, you're gonna say what you feel, and sometimes you just need that extra step just to get going. And so far, you've got a team who has had a rough start to the season, no doubt. They've had good cards. It's just things haven't really fallen in their place. Whether it was from you know, pit road and not going right. And this time around, pit road went right. They played the game with strategies. They did what they thought was, you know, needed in that first pit stop when they took two tires and tried to do something a little bit different. It did pay off. You know, it initially paid off. So, you know, trying those type of things when you have a really good car, you you can do that. And they've had good cars all season. It's just things have, you know, not gone their way sometimes. But just take it into account. They have three top fives. In their last four races, and in total, it's 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 the the last four races have been like a paramount compared to the rest of the season. A third place at yeah. a third place in New Hampshire, eighth at Pocono, fifth at the road course, which Bubba traditionally has not really been that great at road courses, and he's been trying to work on them himself, and has been very clear about that, right? And then you come to Michigan, and you finish in second. Compared to Fontana, which is somewhat similar, and it was earlier in the season, they finished in 19th, right? So clearly there's been some level of progression ever since that whole deal went down. And, you know, Booty Baker even said the same thing to him after the race and walked up to him and was like, look, man, you did everything you could. You ran a great race. I mean, you were on the pole. You came home second. You didn't, the car isn't wrecked. It's a good piece, clearly. I'm sure they'll use that car again at some point down the road. But, yeah, I mean, they had a, a very complete day, and I had said it back at Loudon. That was one of the most complete days they've had. This is easily going to take a step above that one based on the on the finishing results. So, yeah, it was a really, really solid day. And, you know, hopefully, you know, going through Richmond, Watkins, Glenn, and Daytona, they can carry that same energy and perhaps get themselves in the playoffs. I mean, I still think yeah. this season could be a success for 23XI and that 23 car in particular, even if they don't make the playoffs. And the reason why I say that is, and people, I will argue this all day long with anybody, is look, last year, a lame duck year, a car that was not going to be used any longer, it was what it was, they actually got a win, right? You know, that that was surprising. Yeah, They finished in the top 20, I believe, in points, and they had a pretty good year for what it was worth. This year, brand new car. Guess what? They've been very close to getting that win. They've been make. They've had some down moments, like any other, you know, any other team does, and they've kind of started to re-elevate themselves. Very late in the game, obviously, but it still is not too late. There is still a spot left in the playoffs. There is still a chance to do something. So it ain't over till it's yeah. over. And yeah, you know, big kudos to Bubba Wallace and that entire twenty-three XI team. They did a they did a hell of a job. But that was a very long winded way to talk about somebody in the top ten, but I think it was worthwhile. So I will make <laughs> yeah, sure I, I get through the rest. <laughs> Yeah, go 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 ahead and finish the rest of it. We'll, yeah, and then we'll and then we'll continue after that. That's probably one of the most long-winded ones we've ever had in an episode. But I, I, I think so. I, but I think it was. <laughs> I think in this event it was worth it. But either way, actually, hey man, his, you, know, you know, for for a minute there, I went. Did we already do the rest of the top ten? <laughs> I had to, I had to consciously think about it, and then I thought I said, well, you know what? Damn, um, that is long-winded. But I, I I like doing these type of things. I guess this is an experimental episode to some degree because usually it's just right. a quicker rundown. And, you know, if someone needs detail, just, I guess, just, why not? 
<laughs> yeah, but this, but but this was a well this this was a a well worth it uh, kind of rant. Yeah, so it was okay. Yeah, no doubt. Well, his boss actually finished in third. Denny Hamlin, good day for him. There you go. Joey Logano came home in fourth. Ryan Blaney came home in fifth. Martin Truex Jr. came home in sixth and is now currently bumped out of the playoffs after Kevin Harvick's win. As yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Right. Too. So yeah, that's that. <laughs> Seventh was Kyle Larson. Eighth was Eric Jones. Good, good job for the home for the home guy right there. He's from Michigan. I forget what part of Michigan he's from, but that's good on ninth. Alex Bowman and to round out the top ten in his second Cup Series start, Ty Gibbs, who did a really good job. Like that, that's very solid um, to one up until next weekend and do that. He also won the Xfinity race on Saturday. So good on him. But Renee, look, we are getting crunch time. Playoffs are here, and yep. Kurt Busch and Ryan Blaney are currently locked in. But Martin Truex, after that win, is no longer in. So with that being said, do you think we're going to get to that 16th winner this season with these last three races? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, and I think it's going to come really quick. I mean, I, and, and it might come next week. You might be, be right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I'm serious. I I think I think these these drivers are gonna. I mean, you can already see it, you know, kind of unfolding, just like when we were talking about it last week. You know, everybody's driving harder. Everybody's driving with more with more emotion. The the tension is is a lot thicker. It's and it's it's you know these drivers know what's up. You know, uh, you know, way before these these races even start. So once the race begins and that that adrenaline's going, everybody's trying to win. And even the ones that have already gotten in and that have won races, they're still trying to win another race. So I mean. You put all that together with with all these other guys like Martin Truex Jr. who needs a win to get in, and everybody's going to be scratching and fighting, and they don't care if they won one or not. They don't care if they won two or three or four. Everybody's in it for themselves, and I guarantee you, I got a good feeling we're probably gonna uh, we're probably gonna get we're probably gonna get it done within these next two races. I, I don't I don't think it's gonna go past either this next weekend or the following one. Mm. I can guarantee you that. Okay, well that's very interesting because ironically enough, yeah, the guy who I mentioned that is out of the playoffs right now, Martin Truex Jr. Shout out to Patrick Lister of the show. I know he is a big Martin Truex fan, but I'm sure he'll back me up on this one. But Martin Truex has won at Richmond a few times and. Whenever he does, or in a lot of places, it seems like he stinks up the show. He leads like damn near every lap, and he is going to dominate. Yeah. If you feel like Martin is Truex it? is dominating, he's going to win it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hasn't Kyle Busch is, is won a lot there at Richmond, too, hasn't he? Kyle Busch has won there quite a bit, so he could be a repeat winner. That that That's a possibility. I, yeah. I think, man, you know, that guy... His luck is just not going really good right now. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't been like the greatest. They've been like in a little bit of a slump. Obviously, got knocked out of the uh, the race on Sunday. None of their fault. Nothing that he literally could do to get out of that oh, one. Man, um, yeah, fortunately, but... he's not in a situation like his teammate Truex, who is a uh, on the no. outside looking in. But you know, Denny Hamlin has won at has won at Richmond. Joey Logano has. Kyle Larson has won at Richmond. I, I'm pretty sure Kevin Harvey for sure has won in Richmond, but yeah, you know, it's quite a few guys that could definitely repeat and win it, you know, win again and, you know, give us only two weeks remaining with Watkins Glen and Daytona and have those two be the ones where maybe we get 16, maybe we get a 17, which yeah. would be, which would be kind of crazy to, to get the 17th winner. I honestly, when this playoff format got created, the last thing I thought was like, yeah, we're probably going to end up getting 16 one of these years. Now, had it been the original chase format where it was 10 drivers in, 
like you talk about creating true desperation, that would have actually done it. Because I, I personally have always felt like 16 is too, given that there's 38 cars or 36 to 38 cars that take the field, that's almost damn near half the field. So, yeah, you know, make it a little bit more difficult, in my opinion. But actually, Renee, matter of fact, let me let me ask you first before I even say anything else. What do you think about the playoffs? Okay. How do you how do you like them so far? You, obviously, they've been here for a little okay. while. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I think I'm okay with it the way the the way the format is right now. I, I'm okay with it, but I'm listening to you kind of explain, you know, the whole 16. Well, and then just even possibly, you know, I mean, hell, we might have a, a 17th winner. I don't, I don't know, but I mean, can they tweak it or can they do some things different? Maybe so. Um, you know, and and this is the one thing that I keep you know repeating over and over again about at least as far as NASCAR is concerned. But you know, NASCAR is like the only sport that I know that you know if they want to change something, they don't have to wait until the end of the year, or they don't have to wait during the off season. Shit, they just change it right there in the middle of the, in the middle of the season after a race. <laughs> and I'm like, good lord, you know. And that's why it's so confusing. And I think that's why that that's why just casual fans can never really get a grip on what the rules are because they're always changing. And <laughs> and I mean, and, and if they wanted to change the damn format, they they probably could but you know i i mean overall kenny I'm, I'm okay with it i mean you know would i mean would, would you like to see it changed you know yourself or or are you okay with the, the how it is right now oh renee i'm glad you asked because you know what if i could if i could rule the entire sanctioning body for one day the first thing i'm doing yeah if 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 if, if front row kenny was in charge of the rule listen. book and and the and the format of the playoff kenny would say what listen playoffs they don't exist anymore they're gone trash <laughs> trash cook saute all the above it's a done deal and you're probably like well that sounds really <laughs> that sounds really cynical but no listen here's here's my thing right so obviously the idea is to really have everyone who's a winner be in you know championship contention like almost like any other stick and ball sport that has playoffs even though obviously there are teams in history who have had losing records and have made a playoff notoriously right. in the nba the Eastern Conference has been not the greatest. A lot of times between sixth through the eighth seed, there's probably somebody who is under 500, right, that makes the playoffs. And they might make the first round. That's it. You might have some situations like with, you know, Baron Davis and the Golden State Warriors beating the Dallas Mavericks in the first round, like, you know, an upset like that. They don't happen very often. Yeah. It's not like college basketball, right? However, the, You're right. However, the thing is, look, so we've got two guys right now in the top, you know, in the top five in, in points if it was not based on the playoff format because he's, you know, obviously these points are still accounted for during the regular season and, you know, kept up with. But obviously there's also the playoffs. So in the event, let's just say there were two different winners, right? That would knock down Ryan Blaney and that would knock down Martin Truex, right? So with that being said, or whoever it knocks out, right? Guess what? If we were just going by regular points, Ryan Blaney is second in points this year. He's not going to win. However, that car has been incredibly consistent throughout the entire season. They have eight top fives and 11 top yeah. tens, three poles. They have really done good. Like, they, they have had a very, very good, they've had a very, very good season on paper. 
But that's he, right. But but he hasn't had a, a, a he hasn't won. Just a race hasn't won just yet. Out. He's came close, but he just Dang, hasn't man, won thought, yet, right? Oh man, it's I thought he did. It's crazy. But however, obviously, there's been times where someone who's won a, one win or has had one win has won a championship. I.e., Matt Kenseth in 2003, yeah. and after that, that's when the format got changed. But Either way, then there's also Martin Truex Jr. He is fourth in points, also having a pretty solid year in terms of consistency. Three top tens, I mean, excuse me, three top fives and and ten top tens. That's a tongue twister somewhat. But either way, very consistent year. But there's a very good chance that he is not going to be eligible to go for a championship this year, right? It's just like, well, okay, it's gonna if they get 16 winners, okay, whoop de doo. All right, done deal, right? That's really cool on paper and to talk about this, that, and the third. But, you know, there's teams who haven't performed as great are going to just, you know, creep into the playoffs. If you win at Daytona, realistically, in most cases, you can probably just have a very okay, you know, okay year. And you will probably be in the playoffs. Like, Austin Cendrick won back in Daytona in February. Hasn't had, like, the greatest rookie season. But, again, you know, it's been a, a good year for him. He's 16th in points. He's got four top fives and seven top tens, right? Not a terrible year. Like, not a terrible year by any yeah. means, right? But the thing is, now, because of this format... We're probably going to see somebody who should be in there miss it. It's going to almost be reminiscent of college basketball when it comes down to the March Madness. And sometimes there might be a team that was this good. However, the committee saw you lost to some random school that you probably had no business losing to based on your RPI ranking. Like if you're Duke and you're on the, you know, on the edge of getting into the, you know, NCAA tournament, but you lost to UNC Charlotte, no offense, but Mm -hmm. they're going to be like, yeah, you guys are a power five school. You have no business losing these games, blah, blah, blah. Even though obviously anybody can lose on any given night. Don't get it twisted. Correct. Correct. But the thing is this playoff format, I think is just like, like you said, Renee, this can be confusing to somebody. I've explained it to somebody and they're like, wait, so there's this, but there's also that I'm like, yes, it's, complete right i'm and like then, it's completely and then different change it and then the following year they're going hey i thought you said oh, okay yeah but that was last year what wait a minute what are you talking about see that's what i'm saying and it's, and it's frustrating and, and i think that's why sometimes fans just go you see that's why i don't watch nascar because <laughs> it's so confusing yeah i mean the thing is like so obviously the playoffs have evolved so the chase was the original thing in 2004 Best 10 drivers of the season, they're running all the way to Homestead for the championship. Okay, cool. Great. Absolutely. We got some natural moments out of that. Like, Kurt Busch almost didn't win a championship. He missed the barrels at Homestead by inches, and that would have killed it. But it didn't, you know, it didn't happen that way. They had a tire come off the car. They put the car, tire back on the car. They actually <laughs> came right. back and won the damn thing, right? That was just naturally <laughs> created. That just happened to happen, right? Now, yeah. with the playoffs, at least, the way it's, like, kind of advertised is like, oh, yeah, it's going to be chaotic, this, that, and the third. But the, the reality is there can be a race where it's just, a you know, it's just okay and it's not as crazy. Whether it's an elimination weekend or not, it can be that way. So it's just like, man, if I bust my ass all year and I'm top five in points, but there's still a chance for me to miss the playoffs, like, I get the win and you're in thing. But, you know, it's like, well, there's some level of consistency, but it's like almost like a lot of it is just not rewarded. And if you're second in points by math, but you can't make the playoffs still, it's just kind of weird. Like, it just feels odd to me. Yeah. Like, that's just the thing. It feels very odd when you just break it down like that. When you dissect this thing into pieces, it's just like, yo, racing probably doesn't need a playoff. Like, it just really doesn't. And 
I'm going to tip my hat to IndyCar because it seems like every year there is a very close championship, a close championship. Like there's like six or seven guys that on points by chance could probably win the championship at the end a lot of times. It's possible. Obviously, usually it's the top three at the end of the day, but most of the time there's a chance for a couple of the people, depending on what happens throughout the day and anything can happen and they can win the championship. I think like for some reason people think the playoffs is the only way to have a a captivating in quote postseason or the way to crown a champion when it's really not. Right, yeah. Um, it's just not. I watch soccer and the thing is like every game really does matter. If you lose three points to whatever, you know, whatever team, I'm an Arsenal fan. If you lose three points to West Ham in January, it might make a difference in May. Like someone might have just won a game and that might have made the difference between you and another team winning in the last day of the season, you might have a chance where you might draw, and then the other team wins, and guess what? They won a championship, and that's where it's like yeah, every and, single game matters, and I think it needs to go back to the point where yeah, every and, single damn race matters. Right, so then maybe we just need to do away with the playoffs yes. and then just have a <laughs> tournament just like soccer does. You know, cause it, uh, cause no, I didn't want to, I didn't want a tournament. Different. I didn't want a tournament, nothing. Yeah, but, straight up, look, straight <laughs> look, straight up points. And then, look, in soccer... Crash up derby. Look, uh, it, look in soccer, <laughs> listen, in soccer, look, there are tournaments within the season, sure. You know, you want to have a super speedway, you want to have a super speedway points and like someone's crowned the super speedway champion of the year, just like they do in ARCA. Okay, cool. That's, that's fine. Yeah. But look, the core championship by itself, let it be on consistency and let it be on merit. Like Chase Elliott is on top of the points right now, but if his, yeah, it, yeah. but look, if his first two rounds go, you know, are terrible, it ain't going to be worth nothing. These, you know, the first 26 races of the season, they ain't going, they're not going to matter. It really just comes down to the last 10 Obviously, you could position yourself in certain ways to maybe help you give a cushion in case something does happen. But the overall, I feel like you can crown a champion without doing any of that. And you can have a natural points battle without doing anything crazy. And it and the thing is, like, look, there are times where it has been, okay, so someone is just taking off with the points lead and they're doing a thing. Like, Sterling Marlin in 2002, he was leading the points and he was having a banner year. Now, he got hurt at Kansas that year. Tony Stewart was quite a bit of ways back. But Tony Stewart and that team, they flew for the rest of the season. And they won a championship, right? It was just a naturally, yeah. it was just a natural given championship. You know, it sucks that someone got hurt for it. But at the same time, guess what? That team did what they had to do. And they won a chip. So, yeah, that's my yeah. only gripe with the playoffs. And that's the only reason why I've always been like, ah, I just, I get the TV and, you know, the... It's the playoffs and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, this is auto racing. I think it doesn't need to have it at all. Right. No, I, 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 I see where you're coming from. And uh, you know what? I, I, I love the fact that two times today on our podcast, you went on a, a good uh, <laughs> Kenny, Kenny's rant. But they were so well put together. It was one. Of, it's like one of the best rants. I've, uh, it's like two of the best rants I've heard uh, ever in the whole entire podcast, including Tams. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. I've been sitting on this thought for like a while, and it was perfect. I was gonna say you sound like you yeah. been, you had that built up inside for 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 quite some time. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like I look. I just looked at the standings and I thought about Truex and today at work and I'm sitting there thinking to myself I'm like man this is really messed up like this doesn't make sense same thing with Blaney I'm like it just doesn't really sit right with me but 
I mean, hey, look, well, I mean, I guess they're here to stay for right now, but again, I would 100% do away with them. If I had a billion dollars and yeah. I could do it, I'd do it. <laughs> well, there you go. And you know what? I, I, I'd like to hear from the, the fans who listen to our podcast here at All Turns No Breaks. Hit us up on our social media across the board. That's at Turns No Breaks. Let us know what you think about the playoffs and what you think about, you know, what Kenny was saying. You know, do you think we should just get away with it and have a, a tournament? Or do you think you have an idea? Maybe maybe you have an idea that we that we have completely missed. And why don't you send it to us on our social media and, and, and let us know how you feel about it. Let's move on just real quick. I wanted to talk about, just kind of touch on the whole NASCAR docuseries, A Race for the Championship. Kenny, it begins on September the 1st, and I'm going to be honest with you, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I actually think that's going to be cool and funny. Again, things that I've always wanted to have again, that's one of them. And I think, obviously, with Drive to Survive and everything else in between, that's been like something that a lot of people have really craved for. We got kind of a glimpse of what it could be like. I forgot the name of the, the other series from last year, but you know, it was it was I hope like this one is really in depth. Like I saw in the in the trailer that, you know, it even had some involvement with like the families and, you know, them, you know, going home and kind of seeing what they, you know, do on a day to day basis a little bit. And I think that's kinda of cool. It just makes things a little bit more personable. And I think also for my fans that have been watching for a long time, they had NASCAR 360 or whatever it was called, and they followed a couple drivers. And they did it in the, they actually did it in the the Bush series then, now Xfinity series. And they followed a few drivers. It was pretty entertaining. Like, it was very, very cool. So, I like that. And same thing with the Showtime show that they had that, you know, when they did that, I thought it was pretty cool. So, hopefully this one pans out really well. I mean, again, based on the doc, I mean, excuse me, not a documentary on the trailer, it looked pretty cool. Like, so, like you said, Renee, you're looking forward to it, and so am I. I think it should be pretty dope. Yeah, right on. Well, if there's not anything else, uh, Kenny, we can go straight into some Richmond predictions, my brother. All right, we can. Let's do it. All right, so here we go. This weekend coming up is Richmond, and I'm going to be honest with you, I really hope that it turns out to be just as good as what we had this past uh, Sunday. So here we are at Richmond. Kenny, tell us who you got. It's time for Grace Predictions. All right, we're going back to the short track, Richmond. Man, back to Richmond, and this is going to be on my birthday weekend. I did not mention that as many times as I mentioned, like, telling on myself and age-wise. My birthday is on Friday, so, yeah, August the 12th. In case oh, oh, there you are. In case y'all don't know, turning the big 2-7, which is crazy. The um, big 2-7. Oh, man, getting close to the 30. Yeah. Getting close to the 30. Yeah, man, I'm getting ready to hit the third the dirty floor. Dirty 30. <laughs> It's yeah, it's crazy. Before I get to my prediction, I will say this. Well, when I was born, I was born on August twelfth in nineteen ninety five, and on that same weekend, wasn't on the twelfth, but on the thirteenth, Mark Mark Martin actually won at Watkins Glen. That is one random fact y'all got about me, and there it is. I think I may have tweeted that before. Maybe I have. I maybe I haven't. Who knows? But either way, for Richmond predictions, I am actually going to go with Ryan Blaney who was obviously looking for a win at this point in time. He had a very strong car during the spring, and I think they definitely could do it again, and I'm sure that desperation will kick in for that team, and maybe they can get that win and lock themselves in and become the 16th win on the season. So, yeah, it can get real crazy, and we'll see how that one shakes down. And then for my alternative pick, I am actually going to go with a repeat winner for my alternative, and that's going to be Denny Hamlin, the Chesterfield, Virginia native, to get another win at Richmond. That has been a great track for him, and I think he could definitely win another one there. So, those are my picks. I'm sticking to them. Renee, what say you? 
Well, I tell you what I'm going to do is I'm going to make this real quick and straight to the point. My main pick, I'm going with Chase Elliott as my main winner. But my alternative pick... I'm going with the 19 Martin Truex Jr. I'm going with the I'm going with the 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 veteran here to make something happen. And like we were talking about earlier in the podcast about somebody just kind of just 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 taking care of the win and getting it out of the way, I have a feeling that Martin Truex might be that driver. So my main pick is Chase Elliott. My alternative pick is going to be Martin Truex Jr. Those are my picks, and I am sticking with them. What say you fans of All Turns No Breaks? Let us know who you think is going to win. And if you have an alternative pick, we'd like to also know who that driver might be. If you know anybody else that loves NASCAR just as much as you do, just as much as we do, tell them about our podcast. I'm sure they would love to hear us on All Turns No Breaks. I'm here to tell you for All Turns No Breaks. We will see you next week on another episode of All Turns No Breaks. All right, y'all. Y'all know the drill. Stay hydrated because I definitely need some water after that rant. (laughs) Thanks so much for tuning in. 